working on getting some actual recording equipment. Wait, so, what? No way. He is. Yes, he is. He is what? actually working on getting some recording equipment. Wait, what so, what inspired him? I need to I need full details here. I cannot give full details. So, he spoke at to the you, moment. but he didn't speak to me. I told just I cannot give full details on the mo- it, it, at the moment. Okay? I'm actually kind of mad. I'm kind of mad at no, him. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't worry about it, Joe. It's really not that big of a deal. Okay. It's really not. But I'm just saying, the boy is starting to learn. Yeah, because he's got nothing else to do. He's sitting at home with <laughs> nothing new. When he t- sees we're recording and we're doing stuff, <laughs> he's like, I want to do that. Speaking of doing stuff, Joe, can I tell you something that you shouldn't do? Yes, something this is pretty that, obvious, but go ahead. Something that I was relatively not adamant about originally. Uh, when all of this social distancing and quarantining stuff was brought up. Uh, I had plans to go to the bars out uh, by DC that night. And um, so I went and I'm like, okay, you know, it's not gonna be that bad. It's gonna be a bar. You know, I know what I'm getting into. Uh, You know, I, I wanted to do this. And within, I'd say six minutes of getting to the bar, I said, I need to go get clean I feel like my skin is crawling. I walked in to the bar uh, because the cohorts, which I was with, uh, were five minutes behind me. They they uh, drove separately. So I get there. I go up to the bar, get a drink. And what do you know, Joe? The first person that looks at me is a drunken buffoon. And the first <laughs> thing he does is touch me on my shoulder and arms and chest. And gives me a big old handshake. Just, he couldn't have touched me more before I said one word. Well, you're like a circus monkey to a crowd of idiots. Oh, they hey, big you, guy. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. You want to do shots? I'm like, dude, literally, like, you, you're, you're an inch away from me. You're breathing on my face. And it didn't stop, Joe. I was just waiting to get my beer. Just waiting, being patient, being polite. You know me in bars. I am very uh, polite. I have good etiquette when it comes to not getting in people's space, not pushing people around. If someone wants to move through, I let them through. I'm not the guy that's going to block everything up. I just want to get, especially at the bar, get my drink and get gone. But this guy, man, he was making it a show. He was living at this spot. And I'm just sitting here having him just spit on my face. There's little, a little dribble. Just, I felt why it. Why didn't you walk I, away if, uh, if this it man was the best was... spot to get a beer? And oh. then it, it just the most raucous, uh, lack of self-aware human being I've ever met. It, it, three sheets to the wind. And I should have guessed that there was going to be some guy that was completely hammered that was going to get up all in my grill that night. I should have guessed it. I just didn't think it would be the first person I ended up encountering. I, well, it, it, that's what you get for going out into a crowded area when you weren't supposed to be. That's true. It is what I deserve. Yeah. But just, I, it, I couldn't stand it. People, if you go out to a bar, understand that there's going to be people who do not care about any of this quarantine no, 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 and no, no, virus no, no, stuff. No, no, you have to understand no, 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 no. it. So you're you don't to, go because they're going to start touching you You're and off to a bad start here. Don't How? go to a bar. Stay inside. I'm sick of stupid people <laughs> going out and jeopardizing other people's stuff. Like, it's not even a matter of, like, jeopardizing people's lives. Well, I was saying if you're lives. thinking about going to a bar. If you're, if you're thinking, you're about, thinking it, about it, lock yourself in the house. I'm okay? just giving them extra motivation as to why, as yes. why you should not go. Because they are good. I felt like I needed to take a shower within the first 10 minutes of being there. And maybe that's a little bit of paranoia. 
that's fine. I'll own up to it. But no, it's it not was, paranoia. It's it justified. Was, it, it was a real feeling of disgust that this guy is just breathing on me. I couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand it. Well, now you know, and you've provided a good example to our listeners. Listeners, if you ever consider going out and being out where you're not supposed to be, go the hell home. I don't know what, what the uh, what's happening in Virginia or D.C., but they actually have shut down bars in New Jersey. They have limited restaurants to only take out, and there is now an 8 o'clock curfew. So I oh. can't even do any of that stuff. I think every state should be mandating this. Otherwise, this crap's just going to keep growing. Well, D.C. and Maryland already closed down restaurants and bars. Good. Good. Restaurants, it's only takeout. Virginia's going to follow suit. It's just Good. how it's going to be. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Call of Duty these next couple weeks. And drinking seltzers. It will be a lot of drinking seltzers. And if you don't follow the show Twitter, follow it at GTTP Podcast, as I gave... Uh, a nice picture of the seltzers that we are going to be trying on air tonight. Joe, how many do you have? Do you have one of each flavor? Uh, yes, I bought a, a 12-pack. Can I ask you this question? How much Go did ahead. it cost you to buy the case? Um, it, without my Safeway discount card, it would have been like 21 bucks. Uh, with it, um, it was 19 bucks. Okay. I was just checking that I didn't get completely hosed because yeah, you the, guy, the guy said $20, and I'm like, huh? I, I like. I thought for a quick second that I was being completely uh, fleeced because, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, he thought that I wasn't going to be checking the price or something on it, because that is pretty expensive for a twelve pack of seltzers. Uh, it definitely is. Okay, it, it, these we are trying out the Corona hard seltzers that they the have irony. just um, that they have just released, and the one thing that I'm like, oh, 20 bucks is that it's a four point five alcohol percentage. Which is a little bit disappointing, given that a White Claws percentage is a 5.0, and the Natural Light uh, Seltzers is a 6.0. That is pretty disappointing. It is disappointing. Joe, do you want to start with the Tropical Lime? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Let me put down this one that I accidentally opened. All right. Tropical Lime. Oh, I got to find one. What color are they? What do you mean? What color are they? It's a green one. I, I'm barely picking you up. I hope that your microphone's picking you up. Basically, the flavors are tropical lime, mango. You had to give me some kind of a warning. And what order we were going lime. in? Because what do you mean I, order? You have four out. What do you? Oh, you're gonna I didn't put have it right back four. In the I didn't have four out. I have the whole case sitting next to me. So like, I didn't know that we were going in a particular order. So I had to dig. Well, through I the felt case like it'd be a better exercise <laughs> if we were to have tried all of them. I'm just gonna. Yeah, no, I'm com I'm good with that exercise, but you, uh, okay. instead yep. of your it working, I had to sit and dig through from a distance. Okay, so we're gonna go tropical lime, yeah, and then I'll let you choose the next one that you wanna you wanna try out. Okay, so tropical lime, let's try it out, Joe. Down okay, the hatch. all right. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna take another sip here. Oh. What I'm gonna say is that. Some of these seltzers aren't really that refreshing, but I, I will give Corona the benefit of the doubt here. I think that these are very refreshing. It doesn't feel like I'm, ta I'm drinking some type of a, um, like a watered-down flavored water. It tastes like I'm drinking like seltzer, and it's not, it's not overly, um, overly fruity. I enjoyed that lime one. Uh, as if you've listened to The Smoke Show... You understand that I gave a scathing review to the Bud Light Seltzers. These are immediately, I could tell, within the first two sips that these are better than those. I think I like these better than White Claws. These are good. I was, I don't know if you've ever had the, the, the Corona Fresca drink. Uh, that was there. I thought that's what the seltzers were. No, I'm I, glad I, you didn't buy the wrong one. Um, because I did make that mistake a while ago. I made it like a month and a half ago because uh -huh. I knew that these were released. Actually, I made that mistake in December. And when I, damn, I've been home for that long. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> when I bought those, those ones are okay. They're, those are really fruity. It's more of a fruit drink rather than an alcoholic beverage. Right. But I do like these. These are, these are very good. They're very underrated. It's worth the, I will say it's worth the money. I would not buy these consistently, but so far that this lime one, I'm, I'm very much digging. Okay, Joe, which one do you want to try next? 
Considering I already have the blackberry lime already open, let's do that one. All right, let's do that one. All right, down. Hmm. Wow. Um, it's not overly alcoholic, too. They're both very, very refreshing. I think well, that, that I, is a big positive for seltzers. I very much enjoy drinks that are infused with lime. And I'm already a huge Blackberry fan. I like that. I'm going to give it one more here. Just Yeah, I can taste the Blackberry. I can taste yeah, the lime. I'm, I'm really digging this. It's smooth. It's not harsh. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, Joe. Let's uh, let's hit mango. Oh, let me get some water. This could turn badly. Here. Are you reaching for another? Yeah. I, I don't have <laughs> no, them lined up. All late. Oh, I have them lined up. Yeah, okay. you had this whole artsy-fartsy setup for your crap, but I'm sitting here it's digging through aesthetic. a box. Okay. Uh, okay, but regardless, you didn't give me a warning that I had to be <laughs> digging through a box. I thought you might have understood that, that we're going to try. Never mind. It's all, it's all good. Okay. It's all good. All right. Mango. You ready? Yep. Right. Yeah. The note, the like the smell of it on the first sip, I really enjoyed. Like it's okay. It smells like that. That taste. I guess. Don't. I'm not trying to be pretentious, but the nose on it is. You know, that's like what wine drinkers say. Is I, there's um, no nose on a on a Corona seltzer. But you could when you drink it, you can taste it through. Your, you can smell it through your mouth, and it's like, yeah. wow, that's mango. You know, like I like the smell of it more than I like the taste of it. Yeah, this but one's I'm not, fruitier I'm, than the other ones. I'm already not a huge mango guy. I'll get no. Yeah, I'm not a. If I was more of a mango guy, I think I'd like this one a little bit more. But it definitely has the same theme, general flavor to it, uh, where it's got a good balance. All right, Joe. Uh, here, hold on, let me get one more palate cleanser, then we'll finish it off with cherry. Okay. Let me dig out a cherry. It amazes me right. that you still haven't decided, I'm going to grab one of each by now, and you still have to keep on reaching. <laughs> it, it, I think by the first I, one, you'd say, hey, I, let me get one of each. No. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't get why they weren't more organized like that, where you could grab one of each, but instead they put them I literally, I opened it from the top. And I was able to tell immediately and get them all out in one try. Hey, I don't know what's wrong. Never mind. All right, Cherry, you ready? Yep. All right. Oh, I like the cherry one. Mm. I like the cherry one, too. Man, this is a... It's three for four. I'm going to give it... I'll say four for four just because I don't like mango. All of these flavors are very good. What do you mean four for four? Are you saying four... I'm saying all four flavors are good. I think all four flavors are good. I'd go cherry, blackberry, lime, then mango. Um, yeah. But those first three are pretty inter- – or blackberry and lime are pretty interchangeable. I think that cherry is the easy one seed for me, though. Okay. It's just really good cherry. Yeah, I'm going to put the cherry close to the blackberry and lime. I'm going to tie those ones. Uh, if you had to give an overall grade, what would you give them? Um, Let's go out of 10 through- like we usually do. Oh, you want a 10 or A through F scale? No, I, we, I, we when we did get to the pint, it was out of 10. Obviously, okay. we can't do get to the pint, but... All right, so we're going on seltzers, and I'd say on the scale, White Claw is a 7, right? It's the standard yeah. of, yeah, of good. Yeah, it's, it's like the... It's the Andy Dalton of seltzers. It has the... Oh, it's it better. It's, the, I'd say it's the it Matt get, Stafford. I'd say it's the Matt Stafford. Okay, all right. It right, sets fair. the bar. You have to be better than Matt Stafford to be elite. Okay. And if you're worse than him, you're average. So I would say uh, I'd give them a 7-5. They're just uh, above the yeah. bar. I'm going to give them an 8. Oh, wow. My reasoning for the 8 is that I've had crappy seltzers before. Uh, I've had seltzers that have ruined – not ruined by night, but made it <laughs> a little too interesting – uh, oh yes, I know that. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm referring to the Four Loco Seltzer. Fa- folks, oh, do not, oh. <laughs> do I not didn't even, drink. Well, that's our next. Tr- I got to try one of those on. You want to do that on the next show? The Four Loco that Seltzer. That works for me. Yeah, I have uh, not had those. I've, I'm telling you right now, you won't make it through the end of the show. <laughs> you will be hammered. Well, by the Joe, time you finish that thing, <laughs> one of my greatest feats is the ability to have to shotgun a Four Loco. 
Yeah, dude, you don't. That's want one to of my greatest drinking feats, man. It's it's so different than a four loco because like the four loco, like it, a four loco will get you drunk, but I, I don't know, man. The seltzer just kicked the crap out of my ass that one night we went to. <laughs> Like, I would have been fine if I just didn't have anything else, but that, oh, God, that was a huge regret. Um, Joe's got a lot of great Four loco stories, and we'll probably save those for a... <laughs> no, 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 they're really good, but we have other news to get to. Maybe in the future we'll get to a Joe uh, Four loco uh, story I, time. I hope not. I really hope we get to. Uh, before we get to our big NFL free agency at this moment recap, uh, the NFL. In case you haven't heard, the NFL CBA uh, that was just approved, or that was just. Um, it was approved by the NFL. Was just it approved. was approved by the NFLPA after it went through the vote. There were 500 players that did not vote on it, Why which is a they? bit depressing, mm-hmm. uh, because some people don't care and they just assumed everyone else would figure it out for them. Some people were uninformed. There were a lot of frustrated people that knew if they had some of those votes, it would not have gone through. But I'm going to say this right now, is that if this thing did not go through, the sports cycle would be so much more painful right now because there would be nothing to talk about. Everybody was looking forward to the fact that even though all these other sports were suspended, we were at least going to get to talk about free agency. But if this CBA did not go through... Oh my god, I, I don't know what I would be doing right now. I, I would be losing my mind. I would still be playing Madden because there'd be nothing to talk about. Why? Because they would have had to cancel free agency? Yeah, they would have. If, if there was no agreement, there's been precedent for this that, the, oh, that they the, the agreement yeah. was would have put... Oh, in, in the past, the agreement has pushed back free agency. There was a possibility that it would have pushed it back, but they decided not to for very good reason, that if they, if they did... Uh, if they did not push it back, or if they did push it back, it, it would have completely screwed things up timing-wise. And again, there would have been nothing to talk about. Um, so they tried to proceed with it despite all all of that that is going on right now. Right. Okay. I mean, I I still don't ap- agree with it, um, and it's a selfish take you have as to why you're happy that it was approved. But it is yeah. what it is. And um, well, uh, you wait, know, to, it, like to we be said, fair, the, it's the a, majority it, I, of the league. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, to be fair, that my take on, I have mixed opinions on it. I'm not saying that I'm glad yeah. that it went through solely because we have something to talk about. Because it, the counter argument is that, oh, I'm a draft eligible player, eligible player, I'm trying to keep playing. That is directly affecting me that the fact that they've added an extra game and all and, and increased salaries for base level players. So it, yeah. it has positives and negatives to it. I agree. I just, um, I, you know, like I said, uh, the majority of the league is not the superstars on these mega contracts. It's guys that are yep. on very minimum salaries compared to the superstars. So, uh, the majority rules. All right, now, Joe, we're gonna go through free, go through this free agency list. Unlike I think a lot of shows are going to be, they're gonna be going through all of the big hitters, but that sometimes neglects some of the true key signings in free agency. Like, we're obviously going to get to DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to get to Tom Brady. We're going to get to everybody uh, that, that's been announced up till now. But the, the thing is, we're going to get to everybody uh, because everyone's a different fan of a different team. And I'm a huge free agency fan. I know Joe is too. So it's so much fun for me to piece together where these guys, you know, how, how it's going to look and how it's going to be for these new teams with these new players. So it's all really exciting. This is probably the most excited I've been for a segment since we first introduced shower pissers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's just get right into it. And we're going alphabetically by city name. Thanks to NFL.com and their uh, free agency tracker. Uh, So we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Obviously, everybody knows, biggest splash on day one. Uh, They acquired DeAndre Hopkins, and they also retained Kenyon Drake. Joe, the Cardinals got away with armed robbery here, and we're just going to give a couple thoughts, right? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep it light. Trading for DeAndre Hopkins was based on circumstance in a a fallout with a relationship between Mm. Bill O'Brien and and DeAndre Hopkins. We're not going to get into it. it. Yeah, we're not. I don't want to get into the the semantics of all of that. But besides all the details that Michael Irvin released on ESPN, if you don't know what we're talking about, go on Twitter. You'll find the video. 
of him talking on ESPN. Besides that, it, it probably was the result of some type of a fallout, and there was also the conversation of him not being willing to play under the contract that he was hoping to get. He was trying to get around 18 to 20 million. If he wasn't going to get that, he was going to sit out. So trading him to the Cardinals is a very smart move. That is a huge deal for them that they were able to not only move on from a guy that didn't fit their scheme and was taking up a ton of money in David Johnson, but also bring back DeAndre Hopkins, bring back Kenyon Drake. That offense is going to be full steam ahead and knocking the crap out of NFC West teams. I'm excited for it. I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the second best wide receiver in the league. I thought he's always been uh, phenomenal. And it, for me, it's a talent like that. It's so, so hard for me to imagine how you can let this guy go. But if the Texans felt that it was the best deal for them, then so be it. Uh, okay. Atlanta Falcons. They picked up Dante Fowler and Hayden Hurst in this offseason. I like, as the resident Falcons fan... I like that they went after Fowler. I think he's a good pass rusher, and I still think he has a lot of untapped potential. I've been a huge fan of him ever since Florida and when he went to the Jags, and it was a packed house there in Jacksonville when he first got there. So I just I just need Dante Fowler to play up to his potential from what we've seen uh, since he entered the league. And Hayden Hurst, you found a replacement for Austin Hooper, Obviously, this Atlanta Falcons offense does not run through the tight ends. I mean, Jacob Tammy was very serviceable for them three or four years ago, uh, and and he he was fine. Uh, you know, they have had tight ends the likes of Levine Toilolo and uh, Luke Stocker. And um, hey, man, don't talk badly about Levine Toilolo. You don't like Toilolo, or you like Toilolo? No, I'm just I'm joking because now he's a New York Giant. Oh, yeah. No, he'll he'll make some catches for you. Uh, Hayden yeah, Hurst, I mean, he's like 27 years old, I think. He's 26 he's right now, but he'll 26. be 27 come start of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a fine pickup for me. I, I, I'm satisfied with it. You had to replace him with somebody. I'm fine with Hayden Hurst being that guy. Any thoughts, Joe? Yeah, I think these were both lateral moves. Uh, I think Dante Fowler, Fowler is a bit of a lateral move. Slight upgrade over Vic Beasley. You're going to get a little bit more production out of him. Maybe. I'll, I'll, yeah, you can't guarantee on that because Maybe. He, he was playing for a Rams team that had a lot of support along the interior. You had Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers, so they were taking away attention from well, he's uh, got Dante Grady Fowler. Now. Yeah, but he's got Grady Jarrett. Uh, but besides that, not really a ton other Let's guys to take. Jonathan back. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you might need that. The Hayden Hurst trade, downgrade compared to Austin Hooper. Maybe you get something out of him. Maybe he works towards the scheme, but I, I don't know, man. He looked hot. Hooper he was looked, just solid. That's the thing. Yeah, he was solid, but you're not really getting a guy that's proven much. He, no. He's a baseball player that is a tight end, kind of. I, I yeah, don't I know. Mean, I don't know if he's he actually lost a spot to play. David Andrews in, in Baltimore. Yeah, and, and David Andrews was a really good tight end, and it, he just ended up slipping a little bit into the third round. So. Right. Hurst found a new opportunity, a, guy, a spot where he can probably start, but don't be surprised if he only has 40 catches for 400 yards. I won't be. Speaking of Baltimore, we're on to the Ravens, who have picked up Calais Campbell, Michael Brockers, and they have retained Matthew Judon. Holy and crap, it, man. Like, have Could they have had an, any better of a, a free agency period? They, I, they snag yeah. one of the best interior defensive linemen, obviously is on the older side. They get Michael Brockers, who's so underrated, and then they keep Matthew Judon. That is insane how good that defense is going to be next year. We all thought Campbell was over the hill three years ago when he was leaving Arizona. And then these last three years in Jacksonville, he's been in, uh, damn near an all-pro all three years. And everyone's like, this dude had that much more gas in the tank? So I, how, I'm not going to be the one that doubts Calais Campbell. <laughs> in, in Baltimore, that's not going to be me. And I like re-signing Judon because, or at least uh, tagging him, because you know he at the at the end of the year he came out saying, "I don't know where I'm going to be uh, next year." And at least he knows now that he's going to be in Baltimore. He's going to be making an impact. All right, Joe. Um, Buffalo Bills. They picked up probably the biggest name wide receiver available that we didn't know was available in Stefan Diggs, and they also picked up Josh Norman. Uh, we knew he was available. He, he, we didn't, Joe. Not until the the Instagram uh, tweet, you know, the tweets and the Instagram posts. The, the man has been cryptically tweeting for like a year and a half 
We knew eh. that they were trying to move him. He was doing that because he knew that his agent was talking to them and trying to push that. I This is speculation. Don't quote me on that as saying I know that for a fact. But if you're doing that, you know that you're in those conversations to try and force that trade. Diggs was eh. on the move. It's a good spot for him. They needed a true number one receiver because you obviously have John Brown. Cole you have Beasley. Beasley. You have Cole Beasley. They're yeah. good guys. They're good complementary players. And John Brown had a resurging year, but you still needed that number one player for a, a, a quarterback that desperately needed a little bit of extra juice to help him because he's still developing. Josh Allen is still a couple years away until he actually hits his potential peak. Having digs is really going to help him out. And then Josh Norman, huge, huge signing for a, a corner depth. I think that Stefan Diggs is everything that Zay Jones should have been. Yeah. So it's it's a really good replacement for that guy. And I, you know, we're all still rooting for Zay Jones, but he just hasn't hit that level yet. So if you're the Bills and you're like, hey, we made the playoffs last year, so let's go out and get somebody that's going to help us make it again. All right, now Carolina Panthers, uh, they have picked up Teddy Bridgewater and Russell Okong, and they have also retained Kyle Allen. Uh, just for S's and giggles, I guess. But um, <laughs> well, you, need a, I, you need a good backup. The NFC South's quarterback situation this year is so interesting. Former Saint is now on the Panthers. Panthers QB1 is now on the move. Tom Brady now on the Bucks, And you just have Matt Ryan sitting there in Atlanta. But it, it's all shaken up. And it's all beautiful. And Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is a winner. I am. I have been on the Bridgewater bandwagon. I know Joe has been supportive of supportive yep. of him. Also, uh, I I like that they're uh, upping in the O line depth, especially because they uh, got rid of Trey Turner. Um, but I, I'm happy for Bridgewater. I'm happy that he's going to get his shot uh, finally. Yeah, Bridgewater finally gets to take the reins and go back to normal. The what we were expecting to see from him early on in his career before that gruesome injury. He had to obviously take that step back and really earn his respect back because nobody really knew what he could do after he had that that knee injury. He goes five and zero with the Saints this past year. That's enough to really earn him some serious money. And if you have to pay Drew Brees, there's no shot you're going to be able to pay uh, a really expensive backup quarterback. They were able to keep him around last year and kind of sway him into it, but at this point, there was nothing that they could do to keep him. Teddy Bridgewater is going to fit really nicely there in Carolina and I would not entirely rule out maybe them drafting someone to develop yeah. and work behind him because it's not a long a very long-term deal and you have to take into account that Matt Rule is here for the long term Teddy Bridgewater isn't super young so if things don't happen to work out they could still have that that secondary option the only thing that I, I do want to talk about Sean and, and your thoughts on this is that the, the move for trading away Trey Turner and then getting Russell Okung, doesn't that seem a little bit odd to you uh, as a, an offensive line? I would consider you to be an offensive line expert. Don't you think that was a little bit of an odd, yeah, almost Turner backwards Yeah, Turner was very move? valuable. And then if you see how productive Christian McCaffrey was the last two years, you think, hey, maybe I should keep the offensive line intact it, it, or else it might go down. It just that's just how it works. If you have a good offensive line that's producing a wide uh, running back that's gone for two thousand scrimmage yards, you keep those guys together. But it's a business. It is. It is mm-hmm. what it is. And the last thought I have on Bridgewater is I'm happy for him because he created a market for himself yep. this year. He, that's the that's the American dream right there. You get your chance. You create a market for yourself, and now look at you. You got your opportunity. We're rooting for you, Teddy. Even though you're on the Panthers, and All right, they're now, in a really oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you go off. Ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish. You had one more thought. I was moving on to the Bears. Oh, uh, all I wanted to say was that they're if they don't choose to maybe pick a developmental quarterback, they're in a really good spot to continue to to develop that offensive line. Jedrick Wells, Tristan Wirfs, Makai Becton, all of those guys are going to be available at that. Yeah. I believe ninth pick. They're in a really good spot right now. Now, Chicago Bears, who have been linked to so many rumors and so many smoke screens this free agency, they have picked up Nick Foles, Robert Quinn, and Jimmy Graham. I don't know. And they are retaining Danny Trevathan. If this was 2013, I would be butt-sized, Joe. But too bad, it's 2020, (laughs) so... I don't think Foles can win out of Philly. It's just not him. Am I wrong? 
No, and I, I don't think they're bringing... What's going to happen is they brought him in. It's a heavy contract. I have no clue how they're affording it. They're bringing him in. He's going to get beat out by Mitchell Trubisky because Matt... Um, Matt or oh my God, who's their head coach? Nagy. Matt Nagy is. I, I almost said Matt Patricia, Matt Lafleur. So Matt Nagy <laughs> is going to realize, wow, that was a huge waste of money, and then progressively wasting more money by cutting Leonard Floyd and then bringing in. Well, I think Robert Quinn, who's still good, but I don't know if he's worth a five-year, seventy million dollar deal. Good. It'll be a nice pairing across from Khalil Mack and uh, J- Jimmy Graham. It, what, what has he done in the past? Three I don't know. Seasons. I don't know. Uh, Leonard Floyd. I guess they're saving money because Leonard Floyd didn't get the extendo max contract that we were all expecting him to get before his rookie year. You know, we all thought he was going to be this next superstar, and now he's out the door. So, him and Vic Beasley both. Now, Cincinnati Bengals have picked up Trey Waynes, and they have also retained AJ Green. Boy, am I happy about that! I am an AJ Green fan. I think that he deserves all that money. I think Cincinnati should continuously lock him down for life. He is talented, and he will help QB1 Joe Burrow next year exponentially, Joe. Yeah, this was really a move to keep Joe Burrow from trying to seek other opportunities. I think this was just done to appease him. Uh, Let's be realistic here. Him, his agent, and that front office have probably been talking since January they already are on the same page. They probably just wanted to make sure that everything was cool and that uh, AJ Green was going to be there and be an option for him. Yeah. Well, I'm happy they did it. Uh, all right. Cleveland Browns, who have been making for another year an uncanny amount of noise, they have picked up Jack Conklin, one of the best offensive linemen in this upcoming free agency. It's an excellent pickup for them they have picked up austin hooper from atlanta uh their tight end who just led all tight ends the pro bowl tight end and also joe the legend case keenum is now case cleveland Keesum. brown case Keesum. and they've also retained kareem hunt so it's just depth i mean they're they're loading up and david uh, Najoku and hooper i guess they're going to run a two tight end set but it's becoming a pretty full house there in cleveland so maybe they're just sh- uh, stocking up for this season to try to get some wins or a playoff push. Well, the the situation with Njoku is that he's probably not going to be around for very long. They'll probably try and push him or they'll release yeah. him. Yeah. He's vastly underperformed the projection that most people assume that he would. Austin Hooper is a huge pickup, added weapon for Baker Mayfield, and then Jack Conklin is such a huge signing for them. Uh, I, I guess he plugs right in as their right tackle. They still really don't have a left tackle. Their O-line's not perfect, but the fact that you get I, arguably the best offensive tackle available and offensive lineman available is huge for the Browns. Yeah, very happy about that signing. Uh, just because offensive lineman getting paid always makes me happy. All right, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they have picked up Gerald McCoy for a three-year deal. Uh, it's, I don't know why I said we're not mentioning any of these other deals, but... I'll mention I'll mention Gerald McCoy's. They have retained Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Sean Lee. You let Byron Jones go. I guess he's the guy you let go. I would have let Cooper go personally, but Dak needs someone to throw to, I guess. So I'm happy about McCoy. He's going to fit right in there. Him and uh, Demarcus Lawrence are going to be uh, causing fits for offensive linemen. Uh, you keep Dak Prescott for a year. Dak, follow Bridgewater. Give yourself a market. Uh, but as we've also seen, Amari Cooper is very serviceable and he performs. So I don't hate it. I just liked Byron Jones more. Yeah, Byron Jones was really needed for this defense to stay as stout as they were. He was the best player in their secondary. Gerald McCoy is a really nice addition for this team because they could have used a little bit of extra boost inside their defensive line. Besides that, though, they didn't they didn't do anything. They just retained a bunch of people. The Gerald yeah. McCoy pick I like. Other than that, they didn't really do anything. It's all lateral, and then they dropped off in their secondary play. Yeah. All right, Denver Broncos. They picked up Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boye, and they have retained Justin Simmons. I am happy about Casey going to Denver, and I'm happy about Boye going to Denver. They replace 
defensive backs very well out there. So maybe people were not buying in in the Boye hype. I still think he's a very good corner, and I think the Broncos upgraded from an older Chris Harris. Yeah, Boye bringing him in is really smart move for them after they moved on from Chris Harris. Jarrell Casey also very underrated, and then keeping Justin Simmons really bolstering that defense. And if you think about it, you have Vic Vangio. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach. He's going to want to keep building on that defense. Detroit Lions have picked up Jamie Collins. Really good pickup. Danny Shelton. Ugh, disappointment. Deron Harmon. And breaking news, not really breaking, but very new news, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, that's uh, not breaking. Well, it pretty recently happened today, right? It happened in an hour. All right. Collins is a really good addition, and True Font's a really good addition. I guess they're not looking to pay Slay, right? Yeah. Um, Which is disappointing because Slay and True Font and Harmon would make such a great defensive backfield. Yeah, that would be incredible. And then the possibility of them drafting Jeffrey Okuda, too, to go in that group would be I, You know what? So Okuda good. and True Font? I'll take that. But they're, they're basically like any disciple of Bill Belichick. They're just trying to accumulate as many possible Patriot players. So Danny <laughs> Shelton, Jamie Collins, you get your two guys that are from the Patriots. Harmon's for the Patriots also. And yeah, and Ron Harmon. So you're just basically turning that defense in the Patriots, and then you get a, a bit of an older corner in true font. Hopefully he's got a little gas left in him. No, oh, he does. All right, Packers picked up Christian Kirksey. Not much to talk about there. It's That's a nice only... pickup. They, they lost out on Blake Martinez. He moved on, and they decided to go with a guy that has not been on the field very often in the past few years because of injury. So do what you want with that decision to sign Kirksey and, and not re-sign Blake Martinez. All right, now we're going to Bill O'Brien's house of shame, the Houston Texans, <laughs> who have picked up David Johnson, Randall Cobb, Bradley Roby, and they have retained tight end Darren Fells. Uh, O'Brien, you're making it really hard for me to root for the Texans, and I love Deshaun Watson, and I loved Andre Johnson, and I I just I, – it's not like I have a soft spot for Houston. But I never disliked Houston. But Bill O'Brien is making it so hard for me to root for them, Joe. Am I incorrect? No, you're not wrong. Just wait for a few years from now when Deshaun Watson's contract is up. They can't agree to something, and he gets traded. And then we'll be losing our minds. Hopefully to a winner. Yeah. All right. Indianapolis Colts uh, with one of the best pickups that I've seen in this offseason. They got DeForest Buckner from the Niners. I love that pickup. They also have Phillip Rivers coming in, and they have retained Anthony Costanzo. You keep your... You're, you're probably the best old lineman in Colts history on the team. You have Phillip Rivers, who we know can still sling it, and you bring in an elite defensive tackle. Yeah, Very DeForest, juiced up about this. DeForest Buckner trading for him adds so much to that defensive line. Already a really, really good defense, adding even more to that unit. Phillip Rivers, you get your quarterback because they weren't really sold on Jacoby Brissett. And then being able to have Anthony Costanzo coming back and staying with the team, this is not only maintaining, but also improving across multiple position groups. Next, Jacksonville Jaguars, who have picked up Darkies Denard and Joe Denard. Pardon me. That's my one. I should have known a, that's it. A, I, that's I just a, haven't. That's a first that I knew how to pronounce someone's name. I know. I know. I. Wow. I should have known. That's on me. I haven't heard his name in a while. And Joe Schobert, not much going on for the Jags this offseason. Also, not much going on for the Chiefs, who have no. retained Chris Jones, good play, and Damian Williams, good play. I'm fine with that. You retain two starters that have made impacts for your team. Next, yeah, if you're, new, if you're winning the but, if you're winning the Super Bowl, you don't really need to. I don't mean to cut you off, but if you're winning the Super Bowl, you don't really need to do much right. in, as far as filling any needs. You just right. keep the guys you have. <laughs> Next up, the new Lost Las Vegas Raiders, who have picked up Corey Littleton, 
one of the best, if not the best, free agent linebacker on the market. Old Man Witten, Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Eli Apple, Carl Nassib, and Jeff Heath. I don't care about Jeff Heath. I don't really care about Eli Apple. I don't care about Carl Nassib. Are you afraid to pronounce uh, Nick Kwiatkowski? There we go. <laughs> uh, I'm happy that they got Littleton. Uh, and they're getting secondary depth. You can never go wrong with that. And now we have some competition for Derek Carr uh, in Marcus Mariota. I don't. They're both so similar in expectation versus performance in Carr and Mariota. I don't know who's going to win this and who should win this. Who do I root for here, Joe? I I don't know, man. That's that's so tough. It's <laughs> right? it's like, a la- it's rooting- lateral for their their quarterback <laughs> position. It, it's not like an upgrade. It's. It's like, oh, who's going to end up getting traded after they realize one guy's not better than the other? Like, I can't root against Carr, and I can't root against Mariota. Yeah, you want Mariota to figure his stuff out. We're just sitting here watching the Raiders do their thing. Do your thing, Mayock. You got Littleton. I'll give it to you. Los Angeles Chargers picked up Joe. I am excited for this. Chris Harris. Trey Turner. Brian Balaga. Linval Joseph, they've retained Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry. Good for you, Los Angeles. I am happy that you gave Casey Hayward another really good defensive back in Chris Harris to pair up next to you, and you helped your offensive line. It Always, always good in free agency. And Linval Joseph has been quoted as the biggest man <laughs> that I have ever seen by some NFL player. I think it was Michael Irvin that said that. I'm happy well, for the Chargers did. It's a good free agency for them. Yeah, and they're probably going to be rolling with Tyrod Taylor. They're probably still going to draft a uh, a quarterback with that early pick. But besides that, though, I really like all of these moves made by uh, the, the Chargers because they made so many improvements in a bunch of necessary uh, holes that they had to fill. Right. Next team, though, Sean, the Los Angeles Rams the only major moves that they made, adding Leonard Floyd after Dante Fowler left, bit of a lateral move, and then yeah. retaining Andrew Wentworth, fixing up their left tackle position and keeping him there because, as you may know, offensive line is very, very important for keeping your team consistent. Maybe they trade Todd Gurley, who knows, but keeping Wentworth was very key. I thought Wentworth was going to retire. That's just me. But I, I just think he's a little old. He's almost over the hill. He's almost over the yeah. hill for me. So a three-year contract is a little much for me for Whitworth. But maybe you bring Leonard Floyd into Los Angeles, and he exceeds what he did in Chicago. I mean, there are a lot of pass rushers that in a new system, when you get a fresh identity, you can make the most of it. Next up. Miami Dolphins, who have Joe. I hate that you put him first. Eric Flowers back <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> oh God, I don't even. He, he earned it. He made a market for himself too. He played good guard in Washington, and Miami said, "Hey, come a on good back. guard, uh, average. <laughs> oh, enough to earn him I a contract. That he, they, that's all you need, would. ain't it? <laughs> Eric Flowers was never a left tackle, and I." Uh, he just didn't belong being a first-round pick drafted that early. He was meant to be a, a mid-tier guard. Was that really what, what his ceiling right. was? I don't think anybody realized that. Jerry Reese was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I like all the other pickups, though. Byron Jones, Joe, Emmanuel Agba, yep. Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy. These they are, the are pick, yep. boosting with some serious veterans. These are the picks, or these are the uh, additions that they've made when they still have three first-round draft picks. <laughs> is that so beautiful? Are we I looking know, at a man. new Miami? No. But are we looking at a better Miami? Yes. They're going to take Tua, and then I give it two to three years. They're going to be a really, really good team. In Take the, Tua. Uh, AFC take a East. linebacker. Yep. Take an offensive lineman. Simple. The Vikings of Minnesota have tagged Anthony Harris and Michael Pierce. Not much going on up there in Minnesota. No, pretty simple. No. New England Patriots have added Bo Allen, Demir Berry. They have kept Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, and Joe Thune. Can we talk about for a second that Go ahead. this team 
could not have possibly failed free agency more. They let oh. all of their key contributing veterans leave. Well, and I'm not even McCordy just talking Slater. about... Yeah, okay, that's two of them. You have a special teams ace and Devin Two McCordy. captains. Uh, Joe Thune, big deal. Yes, obviously you fix their offensive line. But so Anchor many other... Line. So many other players are leaving. So many other players are gone. They're really going to miss is, Danny Shelton, aren't they? Uh, but but besides so that, it was it, those are starting caliber players. I have no clue what this team has. Danny left. Shelton is a bust. Same thing. With, we're going to see the same thing happening with Vita Vea next year. Uh, you just hate Washington defensive tackles that are oversized. Oversized? No, they just don't perform. Okay, regard. Vita Vea was supposed to be what Danny Shelton wasn't. They're was big MFs that take up space. Are. That's all they do. They're big MFs that take up space. They don't do anything else. I don't know why anyone thought they, they were going to be rushing well. the passer. Okay. Whatever. What, Whatever. Besides the point, though, they have... Tackles for loss. They have tremendously declined at so many positions, which is not what you want to have in free They'll be fine. No, they won't. No, they this won't. Is, this yes, is going to be the year. <laughs> this is going to be the year that they fall off. Hey, I Brian Sullivan, get ready. Confidence. Get ready. Yep. Tyler Cruz, Sully. get ready. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I put a marker down. You're welcome. Who else? I don't want to root Toronto bad uh, ill will on his upcoming season. On their Did you season. say Stone Freeman? Oh, Stone Freeman? Yeah. yeah. Keep it up. I wish, I wish him the most ill will. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> In terms of rooting for Boston teams, that's what I mean. All of those guys, it makes me so happy that things are just not working out for that those Boston teams. Uh, Mookie Betts, screw him too. <laughs> All right, well, the New Orleans Saints picked up Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, whatever. The Giants yeah, picked big up signing. Yeah, Giants picked up James Bradbury, Kyle Fackrell, and tagged Leonard Williams. I like oh, Bradbury, and Blake Martinez. Oh, I like I like Bradbury, and I like I like Martinez. I don't like Leonard Williams, who is yet another defensive tackle who is so overrated and taken in the first round by the Jets. What a waste. Uh, now he's the Giants' problem. Yeah. It, it's whatever, right? It's just what, waiting for the draft, right, Joe? Yeah, I mean, all of these signings, though, I, I'm pretty content with them. They're all underrated. They're, they're taking bigger-name guys, bolstering position groups that needed some help. And, and I think that the Kyle Fackrell signing is really underrated because – a year ago, Kyle Fackrell had ten and a half sacks. This yeah. past season, he had one because they signed Zadarius and Preston Smith. So his production went down because they had a new coaching staff and a new regime that wanted to shake things up and spend a ton of money in free agency. So Fackrell took the second fiddle and his production went way down. So if you can unlock, unlock things from Fackrell and get that type of potential... If you can get 10 sacks from him, that would be amazing as a I'll rotational pass rusher. Yeah, I would take eight. That is yeah. huge for a rotational pass yeah. rusher. Yep. All right, New York Jets, nothing here. Picked up George Fant and Connor McGovern. That's not a nothing. I think that they they very yeah. much improved their offensive Next. line. That was a, a, a drastic mess last year. Okay. Eagles picked up Javon Hargraves. Anything? Nah, nope. it's a nah, decent yeah. signing. I don't, not, nothing to really shake a stick at. Steelers tagged Bud Dupree. Good call. And they picked up Derek Watt. If you have such a disruptive front between the likes of TJ Watt and Bud Dupree, you retain that. I would have signed Bud Dupree to an extension, maybe not a six-year deal, but three years, <laughs> and, and let it be that. Let them keep on annihilating quarterbacks. And you get an extra Watt. Right, yeah. They should trade sure. for J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That should, would be sure really, right. that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm crapping all over you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. San Francisco 49ers re-signed Eric Armstead. Good call. Uh, Jimmy Ward and Ben Garland. It's the same thing as the Chiefs. Bringing yeah. back all the guys the that you Super had Bowl. that worked well. You made it to the Super Bowl. Don't overthink it. Now I guess Solomon Thomas is going to be stepping up uh, in lieu of DeForest Buckner. Seattle Seahawks picked up Greg Olson, Bruce Irvin, and B.J. Finney. I like Irvin. I think he was productive with them. I think he has that Seattle defense mentality. I'm all good with that. 
I'm fine with Olsen. I think Olsen is actually a step up from Jimmy Graham two Wait, years what do ago. You, what do you mean Bruce Irvin has that Seattle defense mentality? Of course he does. He was there with the original Legion of Exactly. Boom. That's <laughs> okay. what I mean. It sounded dumb. Okay, keep it up. Yeah, I will. Now, the bell of the bull, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have retained Shaq Barrett, who got like 20 sacks last year for him. They are bringing back James P- or Jason Pierre-Paul, who got probably 30 sacks for him in three years. And they have brought in the Messiah of New England in Tom Brady to play quarterback. What else is he play? I... I believe that Tom Brady should have gone out like Jeter, should have gone out like any other long-lasting institution in sports and signed like Kobe forever a Laker. It, you just, I just needed him to be that guy. But he wasn't, and he wanted to go to Tampa Bay. He had to be LeBron. <sighs> he had to be LeBron. I guess he's got Mike Evans. I guess he's got Chris Godwin. And Brashard Perriman. Oh, yeah. And Ronald Jones. Don't forget that. And O.J. Howard, who hasn't done a lick since leaving college. I just, it's fine, I guess. I think Tampa Bay is so boring. I think he's probably going to be as good as Josh Freeman was in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's... <clears throat> his peak in Tampa is the best that Josh Freeman was, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He should have stayed with New England. New England should have made him the mainstay, right? I th- I really think they should have kept James Winston. That's that's all I have to say. Oh well. Okay. Well, I don't care what Tom Brady does. We got to wrap this up soon. So Titans have picked up Vic Beasley. I'm sure he'll get 14 sacks for them next year, which he didn't do in Atlanta. <laughs> Someone sounds better. I just wanted him to be better. Uh, they have retained Derek Henry, and they have retained their Messiah in Ryan Tannehill. No Marcus Mariota. I, I guess everybody's just getting paid. Every quarterback. Uh, okay. I like keeping Henry. I think you should have signed him to a deal four years, maybe. I get it. He's a running back, and you tag running backs, and running backs don't last that long. But sign him to a three or four year, you know. I mean, he's obviously you don't want to be the Rams though. You don't want to be the Rams and pay a guy that doesn't play. Yeah, but who would have known that Todd Gurley would have developed osteoporosis (laughs) or whatever he has, (laughs) arthritis? (laughs) In the same ballpark. (laughs) I I don't don't know about that. (laughs) All right, finally, the Washington Redskins making a big splash. Yeah. Sean Davis, Thomas Davis, Kendall Fuller, and they have tagged Brandon Scherf. They're uh, they're close to filling. All right, Joe. My now on to clown of the week. I don't okay. want to talk about the All right, Redskins. cut me off. <laughs> just you just didn't want me to just, say anything. They don't do anything. Hey, they well, resigned they, John Bostic, who had 104 tackles for him last they've year. They've done though, a decent job in free agency, and I was going to say that they're they're projecting well to fill There's the no prophecy hope. I predicted uh, on my show, which was There's that no they hope. could. Uh, you never know. No, there's not. All right, Clown of the Week. We have a different one this week, even though to Joe's chagrin, because I guess I took his. Yeah, you... Um, my Clown of the Week, Jamal Adams, who tweeted, I remember everyone drafted ahead of me with the, <laughs> with the emoji with the zipper over the mouth, in which Marshawn Lattimore responded, Brah. It was only five people. <laughs> so, unless Jamal Adams is talking about the uh, 256 drafted the year before, it wouldn't be that hard to say, I remember everyone drafted ahead of me. Also, you didn't get slighted. You were the number six overall pick. I don't know many number six overall picks that who were non-quarterbacks that are upset about that. Correct. No, safeties don't get drafted that high. And what a clown! He might be one of the best play- players at his position in the NFL. He might just be uh, easily. joking. Though. He's a funny guy. You know, yeah, he might just be messing with me. us. 
This is easily one of the best Clown of the Week picks. Not because he's being a, you know, an idiot and he's, he's being dumb. Just because it was a funny interaction that if he wasn't I being like funny it. or if he was, it's just so funny to think about that. Like, I like that Marshall Matamor <laughs> called him out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hilarious. The way, the whole setup of all things. Like, it's not like you're Tom Brady and all, all however many quarterbacks were taken ahead of you. Jake Fire probably could have quoted all of them. But, but instead, there's there's five people. There, there's less people taken in front of Jamal Adams than there were quarterbacks drafted in front of Tom Brady. Just yeah, I know. Think about that for a second. <laughs> All right, Joe. My, yeah. Your clown of the week. My clown of the week. I'll keep this short and sweet. If you didn't see on Twitter, CBS News put out a video I sent to Sean of uh, a group of people in Miami talking about their spring break. As they will. Uh, and Advocates for the send. If you're still on spring break right now, you're the oh, biggest two weeks goddamn clown on this planet at the moment. You are being selfish. You are being ignorant. You're being stupid. We are all trying to get through this and brave through this. We're not doing this because we're worried of dying from COVID-19. We're doing this because we want things to go back to normal and the goddamn thing to go away. But instead, you want to go and be out in the public and be out in large crowds because you want to go on your spring break bro you want to go do your thing you want to go drink and go to bars in miami shut the hell up go home i think that at this point you should not be allowed to fly they should completely restrict flying (laughs) you should be stuck and have to go through your full paycheck all the money you have in your goddamn bank account to figure out what the hell you're gonna do and when you run out of money you can't pay for the the airbnb that your parents financed you're gonna be sleeping on the curb you're gonna get coronavirus and you're not gonna get into a hospital good luck assholes Yeah, I think, I'm okay. I think my I dad just more, my dad just yelled down, "Are you okay?" You know, I'm actually more mad about the people on spring break that killed the baby dolphin to take f- pictures with it than I am at these people. Wait, what? You don't remember that? No. Yeah, there were a whole bunch that. of spring breakers in Florida that found a baby dolphin that was swimming close to shore, and I'm sure uh-huh. one of them was like. Oh, I caught it! And then they brought it onto shore, and then everyone was taking pictures with it, and it died. Can can we just agree that that most college-age humans are just dumb? Oh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I have videos of me walking in the streets in Miami last year talking to myself. And I'm <laughs> like, who is this derelict that I just, I have to, everyone's dumb. All right, Joe. Yeah. You know what's not dumb? Shower pissers. The all-time list of shower pist- pissers. All-time. All-time. Starting with the quarterbacks, we will give a starter and a backup. I will start my starter shower pisser for quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Brett Favre. And the man backing him up, Joe Namath. Those are bad if you picks. Dis- I, I, I'm fine with it, obviously. Yeah. It's not like I was going on a deep reel to see who is noted all-time as being the shower pisser, but these are the two guys that come to mind. This is an all-time all-time team. It's not the time for us to be debating if someone was trying hard enough. No, these two guys pissed in the shower, and it, it, it's you would be, if you could convince me otherwise, I'd consider you a sorcerer. All right, Joe, you're two. Yeah, I indirectly picked two guys with mullets when they played. Um, <laughs> that's that's Trent pretty good Dilfer, qualifications. <laughs> uh, Trent Dilfer, now bald, had a mullet, uh, large, big head. I wish he still had that's, hair. That's about it. Yeah, he had great hair. He had a, Dilfer's he had a nice bald mullet. is freaking me out. I know. He looks so and much then, like Stone Cold. I, he does. He looks, he like looks a, like so a much like Stone Cold version. Steve Austin. It's He's like Luke, lukewarm Steve. <laughs> My my second the Trent Dilfer one makes sense. He's just a big meaty guy with a huge head. I I, I just he's, <laughs> if you hear him talk, he's I can see him pissing in the shower. My other one was uh, one of the greatest quarterback busts of all time, Dan McGuire, the behemoth, large like six foot seven quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. If you don't know who I'm talking about, he too had a mullet. Uh, appears to have a mullet in this picture that we found of him. He also fits the bill of large head, meaty 
kind of guy that doesn't give a crap. Also, one of the one of the very few quarterbacks to wear a dark blackout visor. Fun fact. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I need Imagine, more quarterbacks like, uh, wearing a, a dark yeah. visor. And he was six seven. Imagine try like like him running downfield at you with, with a visor on. Oh well, I guess I have to tackle this titan. <laughs> All right, everybody. This was get to the point. We brought you a full comprehensive breakdown of free agency to today, March eighteenth. I'm sure more stuff is going to develop, and we'll break that down. But I'm assuming the majority of deals have already been done. Correct, Joseph. Ah, uh, there's still available free agents, but there, there are. will be more deals. Yep. So maybe we'll break those down into a, a bigger deal type category when those develop. But you got what you came here for. Really good talk. Advice as to why not to go to bars and get spit on by people. And Joe screaming and yelling yeah. about people in Florida. As always, you can follow the show at GTTP Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Sanderson Radio, and Joe on Twitter, at Joe DeLeon. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends if you enjoy it and you think that they would enjoy it. We would enjoy that. Tune in next week for another edition, and hopefully you'll be getting another smoke show and, what is it, Coffee with Joe? Joe with Joe? What is it? Joe knows. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. 